where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Hey, UK Bills Mafia. This is Christian Wade of your Buffalo Bills. This is the Red, White and Buffalo Blues, a UK Bills podcast with your hosts, Matt and Alex. Let's go, Buffalo! Woo! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Red, White and Buffalo Blues, a UK Bills podcast, Bills News with a UK Twist. I'm Matt and you'll be happy to know that Alex is back. Alex, welcome back. How have you been, buddy? Oh, please. Nobody missed me. <laughs> oh, probably some people did. It's a UK show and some people are like, why is this American on here anyway? <laughs> Don't think like that. No, it's fine. No, it's good. Um, Yeah, things are good. Uh, just been uh, really busy and things like that. But uh, the, uh, one of the things that is on the top of my mind that it has to do with our fantasy football league that I run that you're in. You, oh, yeah. You chose to keep Josh Allen as a fifth round pick, but you didn't choose to keep Stefan Diggs as a third round pick. What's wrong with you? In fact, well, I think I can have a good chance of getting him anyway in there. I mean, last year when I, when I joined it, I did it completely from scratch and right, I ended up yeah. runner up. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You, you, you don't ever fail to mention that. Yeah. Congratulations on your silver medal. But thank you. I mean, oh, yes, I, 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 I could see Diggs being a third round pick, but I mean, why not lock him up? You know, like don't don't lose the opportunity for that because you get those, you know, stack points, you know, I mean, just say, just saying, you know, it's over now. You can't change your mind. So I'm, I'm not trying to change. your mind. <laughs> I just think that it was a horrible idea. And I'm pretty sure everyone listening that plays fantasy football, if they had an opportunity to have Allen and Diggs on their fantasy football team, they would have taken it. They probably would have. I mean, let's say. But not I've you. Got, but not you. Everybody but you. I've, I've, I've looked to see who, who in the who in the uh, in the group I've actually um, got. I feel confident of actually um, of drafting. Okay, I got a, I got what seventh seventh pick, eighth yep. pick. Yep. So I'm in a decent decent position mm-hmm. to actually um, within the first three picks, four picks to actually um, to get him and actually build a strong squad on there. So. Or I'll just take them and, you know, we'll see, you know, I'm picking 10th. So on the, on, on the turnaround, you know, we'll see, you know, whatever. Go, go for it. You, you, you got, you've got shit. You're going to have a shit quarterback. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, there's Josh Allen and everybody else really. Um, Cause exactly. Mahomes, Cause Mahomes is already being kept. And so is Lamar Jackson, but yep. You get, uh, you, you get to have Tom Brady. Yo, he'll still throw like 40 touchdowns this year, you know, whatever. <laughs> but um. Yeah, nobody came here to listen to us talk about fantasy football. I just wanted to, um, what do you what do you say? Take the piss. Yeah, take the piss. All right, take there we go. Piss. A little bit of that. So, didn't work. How are the bills? Bills are good. Bills are I'm, good. I'm quite, I'm quite happy with the bills <laughs> okay. at the moment. Yeah, I mean, we're we're in, we're entering training camp. Mm-hmm. The um the time where all the uh all the rust is now shaken. They're getting um, getting shaken off. Yeah. Yeah, they got. Obviously, I think it's next couple of weeks time they've got the pads back on, and it's it's good to see now how much they can take into these preseason games that are coming up. I mean, there'll be a lot of, a lot of players on the um 
on the roster bubble, some of the new guys coming in, they'll want to make uh, an impression and even potentially have um, guys, veterans, that are on the, um, on the risk and on the bubble. Yeah, it's definitely <clears throat> more of a tra- traditional uh, off-season now because, uh, you know, we have the preseason games, the practices are, are a little bit more like they used to be, so with COVID and everything like that. But, yeah, I, I, I guess you, we could talk about, you know, what's interesting and, and, and bubbles and, and who did well here and who did well there. For me, though, it's, it's different this year because we're good and we haven't been training camp usually for me had been about what's going to happen with this position who's you know is there some guy who could sneak on the roster or you know is this guy worth it or are we going to be any good what does the coaching staff look like you know is the quarterback missing throws can anybody catch a ball I don't have to worry about any of that this year. Yeah, I, I know I 100% agree with that. I mean, it's 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 a good position for us to be in, and the the one thing that's going to make this training camp even more interesting is to see what what players they roster onto the 53 man roster. I mean, yeah, we'll go into a bit of detail a bit later. But you got camp battles, especially on that D line. You can you can have what 10, 11 players. They're going to have to fit into, well, we actually have 14 roster at the moment, but you've got to fit nine or 10 of those into that 53-man roster. So, mm-hmm. and then obviously wide receiver as well. You've got, you know, the Bills are likely to keep six. They may go seven if they sacrifice another position. So it's these camp battles really in the makeup to show how, how that depth is with the team and that you can actually get someone like a, Akumaro, in our instance as a UK fan, um, Obada, actually getting there and looking the likes of uh, Butler, McKenzie, even um, these these veterans on the on the edge, where you're thinking, yeah. is this going to be the right move? Should they have done that? Should have not? But that's what training camp's for, and this is why it's good the position we're in we're challenging we took the pieces back from last year we've got pretty much got everyone back from last year minus a few end of bottom of the roster type players and being able to add well into it so it's it's very interesting to say to say the least this year Mm -hmm. yeah and i mean at the same i understand how it's interesting but i'm not really into it because we're talking about Super Bowl and bad teams get excited about training camp. I'm excited about the games to start. I don't know. Maybe that maybe I, I, I did just think about this idea, this thought, this talking point this morning. So I don't know if there's any, you know, legitimacy to it at all, but uh, I like to think out loud. Um, I, I'm not worried about the battles. I'm not, I, you know, Someone can look good in training camp, but not in games. Someone can look good in preseason, but not in the regular season. I yeah. have the utmost of trust and respect implicitly in our coaching staff to make the correct decisions. And as the last time I criticized this team for a roster decision was the Josh Allen draft pick, I will not do it again as long as Bean and McDermott are in uh, power. Yeah. So 
I just want week one. I think until then, I'm just going to stay focused on, on baseball, you know, maybe trying to get back into, you know, your football. Uh, I really did enjoy the Euros. Um, Sorry, I, can... I was on the edge of my seat, honestly, in the shootout. Uh, pretty sad ending <laughs> for you. Um, yeah. It's, we're not going to mention that. <laughs> I just did. So sorry, we haven't talked about it yet. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna still use this time predominantly for getting ready for fantasy football because I did poorly last year. So I'm I'm all in this year because last because oh, yeah, last off season I was really focused on our show and getting you know the notes down and really focusing on what the Bills are doing. But I I don't think I I need to worry myself with that. I'm going into yeah. week one expecting a win, week two expecting you, you know, and that's just the way it, it, it's going to be. So no, as long as nobody gets hurt, <laughs> you oh. know, knock on, you know, cross your fingers, whatever you do. Um, but a- another thing that might lead to my lower intensity about the Bills might just be the way the news that has surrounded them over the last few weeks, maybe month or two, you know what I mean? Uh, I have stayed away from the podcast because I had definitely do not want to talk about Cole Beasley. I don't want to talk about his, his comments. I don't want to talk about the situation. All I want to ask you is because for me, it's, I've taken a step back from following because it's been so draining. Mm. Has it affected your fandom at all? Not really. No. I mean, I've just, I I've distanced myself from it. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he's 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 come out. We said he's not he's not anti-vax. He's just pro-choice. But to oh, be honest, yeah, okay, we're not going to get started but, on it. I'm just I know. Yeah. Again, you 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 don't need a like, summary. Nobody wants a summary. Um, yeah. but so so it hasn't bothered you. You're still 100 percent attention to everything that's happening. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. And, yeah, the, and if you hadn't interrupted me, I would have actually said that. <laughs> I know, I know. I just didn't want to go down that ra- that that rabbit's hole, you know. No, no. The only time the only time I will I will be talking Beasley during this training camp is actually what he does on the field and yeah. in training camp and mm-hmm. in games. That's the only time I will talk about Cole Beasley yep. Yep. on this show. Mm-hmm. The vaccinations and all that stuff. That is, I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. It's yeah. their choice, their thing, end of it's, story. It's just so frustrating because the media eats it up because it's 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 clickworthy and like people need to stop feeding in to to this topic. Just uh, I mean, I like what he said. Let's, you know, I'm gonna make a statement and focus on football. I didn't read his statement. The only thing of this statement I read was let's now talk about football, and that's that's really where I wanna go going forward with this team. Yeah. Yeah. So let, 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 let's get into it. Let's get into it. I mean, the one the one thing <clears> I, was, I was reading all the notes, all the um, training camp reports, obviously the reporters, they can only um, tweet and put out certain stuff. They can't tell you who's running with who and all that. One article, which is kind of interesting, is um, is from Sal Capaccio mm. or Sal Marinara. I, I guess they're the same people. I don't know. Um from the Democratic Chronicle, um, is saying that Jake Fromm's days could be numbered. Huh. I mean, obviously, he, it, the article goes, um, obviously, last year he was designated as the COVID emergency quarterback. Mm-hmm. So he was never really with the team itself. So didn't really get a training camp and all that. 
obviously you're expecting Allen and Trubisky to be locked in one and two. Yeah. With obviously Davis Webb, what he's actually done in in, in practice, what he does in the offseason and his experience and obviously being in training camp and during practices all last year. And Jake from just not having the quality NFL arm and meeting room experience that Webb brings. <clears throat> is he on the bubble? Do you think do you think being a McDermott will will think, okay, we'll go two, but we'll try and stash both of them on or we'll just stash Davis Webb on? I am surprised that they would draft him without a plan in mind. If yeah. you draft him, I mean, it's not just to get a closer look. I mean, that was what? A, was that a fourth round pick? Fifth round Fifth pick? round. Fifth round. All right. So the talent around him, uh, you know, might not be there. Sure. I get that. I guess, you know, uh, it'd be nice because I'm pretty sure that Trubisky is a guy that will, will trade during the season. If Trubisky looks hot in the preseason, if he looks really good in the preseason, I'm pretty sure they'll trade him before the, the season, before the season even starts. Yeah, I mean, it, it, absolutely. The Colts could be a big contender for that. If we can wrestle it, I mean, what would you expect? They're desperate. Give me a third-round pick. I would say third. I'd say I'd love that. If you can try and squeeze them an extra pick or even just squeeze the second or get an extra pick with that third, like a seventh mm-hmm. or a conditional next year seventh. Yeah then I would take that for, for Trubisky. But when would you, where would you put from in relation to Davis Webb? They're both bad. I guess the most important thing is, is that if we do trade Trubisky, we do need a better backup than those two guys. Hmm. So, so it could be any, it could be any or Yeah. For, I mean, for, for me, the, the, the choice there is, Because here's no here's the here's the here's the most important thing to think about when it comes to the backup quarterback spot, uh, and I don't I don't believe in um, superstition. If Allen does get hurt, this is a Super Bowl roster. Trubisky is the closest thing that we have to keep us on track to at least make the playoffs. Still, mm. is there another quarterback on the market that gives you that? If we trade Trubisky. Probably not, right? Um, as far as I can, as far as I can remember, there's not really anyone, anyone out there that yeah, really can exactly. do it. I mean, it depends on what if they do trade. And there is interest from him, especially the Colts. Is is what can you give up for him? If you get, if you can get like a second or a third, um, for him, then yeah, I would, I would run, do it, and then just see if there is a quarterback out there that she could come in and actually spell the backup. I mean, I'm just trying to grab it up on the what's available at the moment. Um, let's have a look here. Available, you've got... Obviously, you can bring back Matt Barkley. Sure, yeah. The only ones other there, Blake Bortles, Alex Smith. Alex Smith retired. Did he retire? Okay. Uh... Pretty much just what I'm looking at for the free agents. 
<clears throat> okay, so it's clearly it's clearly nobody is the answer if we get rid of Trubisky. So, if I mean, what do you think? I, if we did trade Trubisky because there's value there, would you feel comfortable playing Fromm or Webb? To be honest, no. To be honest, I would rather see them actually try and maybe get Matt Barkley back, maybe yeah. get. Maybe get a Bortles. Yes, I know he's everyone really <laughs> not a big fan of him, but you've got two guys there that actually have played and have started NFL games. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously the other ones listed are Robert Griffin III, Josh McCowan, Ryan Finley, Jake Ruddock, Josh Johnson, and I have no idea who the last guy is, Case Cookus, who the <laughs> hell he is. Um, you want if you're gonna get someone, you would look at someone that has that starting experience even if it is going to if it would be like say a game or two if it's if it's a game or two i would say stick web or from in if it was yeah, like if it was like if it was like four or five games i would say go go out try and bring back matt barkley try bring in break blake bortles anything yeah. like that just bring in one of those veterans that have starting starting caliber mm-hmm even if it's to serve as backup on there. But it just depends on how Trubisky goes during the offseason and what we can get for him if you think a trade is actually going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I I really don't think that they'll do anything stupid. So like I I said, with, with it being so important this year to make a run at it, we probably keep Trubisky because he's our best shot if something knock on wood happens. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if we're going back to the training camp on there, you know that training camp's not the same without a um without a little training camp scrap. Of course. And this one was between um this one was between a fired up Ed Oliver and Spencer Brown. That's okay. gonna be that's an intriguing battle. Okay. <laughs> um the two exchange punches look out, but, the, look out. but it was hard to see this Sal Capaccio again reporting that hard to see where actually who started it and and all that but it ends up with a huddle a massive huddle and Oliver actually ripped off Brown's helmet I mean how the hell could he reach up there Oliver's what five six one Spencer Brown's like 10 foot 12 or something like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh that's off the charts a little bit well, at least it knows he's actually he's actually got his um got a spring back, spring his step. But yeah. I mean, both of them had smiles on there. Oliver did say, um, it's just a little scuffle, competition, you know. Yeah. Um, I had to be the first one, like always. It is what it is, just friendly competition. I might go into the locker room, might go eat together, you never know. It's just competition and whatever happens on the field stays on the field. We're a family mm-hmm. in the locker room. So, That's good. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't be too bothered. I don't think that there's no. a, a splinter in the locker room. I know that that was a topic a few weeks ago. Like, is this locker room divided over the vaccine topic? So mm. uh, I, I don't think that's the case because I mean, it looked like with the whole Jerry Hughes and, and Cole Beasley thing on Twitter, it looks like they made amends. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. I mean, to, to be a fly in that locker room. Um, oh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but at the same, I, at the same time, you know, uh, to to hear a bunch of people who don't know much about science talking about science, I guess maybe it would be pretty funny. I don't know. It's 
<laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's, it's what I like. I mean, everyone here is training camp scraps and they think, oh God, this is, this is not good for the team morale and all that. But in a way, to me, I think it's the opposite. I think it's showing that it's actually, um, it's a good thing that these are happening. That they got the fire in another, their belly. Yeah, they've got the fire in the belly. One player may have actually um, just stood out and actually made it so impressive that the other guy just, in the heat of the moment, just got a little bit frustrated mm-hmm. and actually um, decided to to friendly start a um, <laughs> start a bit of play fight. Let's put it that way. This, the, these training camp scraps, they're mainly just play fighting. Well, you kind of want to see it. You want to see it because what you're getting out of that is intensity. No, exactly. These guys are fired up, ready to fucking go. Yeah. So that's great. Bring that that on Sundays, you know, and and, and we'll be all right. Yeah. I mean, we're we're looking through. I mean, I'll say I'll show you the list of my, um, of of the notes we have from here. So we can just, just, we go straight through. I mean, we're looking at, a new Cody Ford, maybe. He's again another article reading out that he's actually um during the off season he actually um has been seeing a mental coach, oh, a mental really? therapist. I mean, he was this this off season past the training camp. From what what we can actually tell, he was actually um making big plays, executing his blocks, moving well. He he went into a little bit of detail in his um in his interview regarding hiring the mental coach, saying it's um. Anything that goes on, if I have a problem when I go to a meeting, he just lets it all go. And once it's all talked about and gone, it allows him to reset, have a clear mind on things. And just when I go onto the field, I don't have to worry about what's going on. I come out and play ball. So to me, I think maybe the injury is part of that. But do you think do you think we could see that more? Obviously, in the world now with COVID and obviously what happens in the Olympics with a couple of um couple athletes withdrawing in tennis um due to mental well-being do you think that maybe had an effect on ford and that we actually see a new cody ford this year who will cement that left guard um left guard spot yeah i mean it it would be hard for me to to comment on a player's mental health you know without Mm. knowing him personally uh i i endorse any opportunity for a player to get their head right um you know uh, sports is is really difficult and taking losses or, or underachieving could be really hard on you because when to succeed at that level you have to be hard on yourself and if things don't work out you know if there's criticism like he kind of had in his rookie year uh that shit eats you up you know um yeah. so hopefully if if, hopefully. if 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 our team if our coaching staff, if, if, if management has a focus on mental health and mental well-being, if we have people in the building that kind of focus on that, players can go talk to someone at any time, mm. we're all the better for it as an organization. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, and if he can get back into his form, I mean, you've got your five, you've got your pretty much your four, five starters mm. From the beginning of the year, oh, I mean, I in. have I have him locked in anyway. Um, for me, it's just all about physical health as long as he's fine there. Uh, but uh, uh, him at who he is and what he's capable of, as long as the injury didn't make him, you know, like take a step back in terms of his ability. I mean, I, mean, I got him on the offensive line. I'm not questioning that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's good. I mean, we've got. We're say we we're gonna have we're gonna have that depth in there. I mean, you're mm-hmm. gonna get these guys like 
Forest Lamb, Ike Botka, Ryan Bates, and all that really fighting to scrap to make that that spot. So it's good that we've got that Cody Ford is seemingly coming back into his um into his into his prime, let's say, after the injury and all that. So it's it's good to see. I mean, we're look you're looking at it and you're just thinking, wow, as you right as you said at the beginning of the show, it's we've got a good team already lined up. Yep. Really, do we need to really the training camp is just to polish off those um polish off the rust to actually learn probably new plays. There's no doubt that they've seen what what Tampa did to to Kansas City. And if you listen back to previous episodes, guys, um you'll hear my interview with the um with the UK Bucks and talking about what what Tampa Bay did mm-hmm. to um to Kansas and actually how that is almost like the blueprint. Yeah. And maybe Fraser, Washington, <clears throat> the lot and the defense are actually now coming together and actually bring out bring out new new plays, new packages. Yeah. So, I mean- I mean, there's there's tape on us too about how Kansas City stopped us. So yeah. that's something that we have to work on as well to correct, you know. And I'm sure they spent a lot of time watching that game and analyzing it. So mm. but, I mean, we're not going to see any of that kind of stuff in training camp. Oh yeah, no. When then they're never going to show that. Even even the preseason games, they're gonna they're gonna be as vanilla as um, as vanilla talent and what can guys do to make the roster? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, I mean, I don't want to, you know, rush things here, but like to stay focused because like I haven't been paying attention. And since we're on kind of the topic, like, is there anything going on with like camp battles? Is anybody challenging anybody? Well, there is actually. I mean, let's not talk anything about like, oh, Duke Williams looked good. Like, I don't need any more of that. But like, you know what I mean? Well, no, I mean. I go through I go through Twitter during the training camp and all that, and obviously Saturday there was like what fifteen thousand Bills fans there for the one the first open training session, which yeah, just shows you how. Yeah, and I took a take. This is from um, the air raid out with the Bills guys, uh, part of the Buffalo um, Buffalo Fanatics um, podcasting. Their takeaways in this and this shot me as well is that they had Epinesa Rousseau running with the firsts, mm-hmm. Addison's with the seconds, Vernon Butler pretty much invisible, mm. and F.A. Obada flashing quite a lot. Yeah. So it could be a chance that you could be seeing, could you could you envision someone, even though they've restructured their contract, that Addison and Butler could be shown the door? I mean, that's why the D-line is really one of the probably the three positions that I really see that there's going to be a um a camp battle from because in obviously obviously the first couple of weeks there's no pads mm-hmm. so they're just doing it just based on jersey shorts and helmet pretty much but um but Russo's been showing great length speed he's lined up on the left defensive end which I think is the opposite side to Jerry Hughes which is the Addison side. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's actually, um, he's had some really good plays. He's actually made, made a name and actually showed that surprise and left athleticism, if I can say that word. And even Boogie Basham, 
he's yep. been playing outside, inside. He's had um, one of his plays. He actually tipped the ball from Josh Allen, hauled it in for them, interception, and made and took it back for a touchdown. Right. Yeah. I'm, so you, it's, it's a loaded D line. Yeah. People will get cut. There might be something shocking. Maybe we could talk about that later. But oh yeah. I mean, it... I mean, you you even look at Obada. I'm going to go back to him because obviously he's coming in. He's he's opened the eyes. He can play. Most of his pressures, most of his sacks actually came from inside. Yeah. So he's that guy who's like a like like Boogie. He can play inside and outside. So that versatility, and I've always said versatility. Oh, excuse me. Oh, would be the key to actually um, probably making a roster. If you can contribute in multiple positions, your position is going to be more, is going to be more valuable and therefore put you a bit more closer to the roster than someone <clears throat> that's just a defensive end. Yeah. I mean, he's come out, okay, one of his plays was against Bobby Hart. And we don't, I'm not going to read too much into that because it's Bobby Hart. Um, but without pads, he just shows quickness to bull rush off of heart in his arms and actually win the rep. So you've got pressure from there. And he's, and as I say, he knows Washington. He's actually been in, um, in, in Eric Washington's um, possession. No, um, tutelage. There it is. For a couple of years before he came over to, um, to Buffalo and he's and Leslie Fraser had a nice little quote about him saying he's one of those guys that we're counting on to be able to move around a little bit create some mismatches along the way mm-hmm. um hopefully he can stay healthy he had a bit of a hiccup last season but if he stays healthy we think he's a guy that gives us good quality depth and creates some problems on offenses so to me and what we see in what we get reported probably means that he is right on that edge maybe on that roster at the moment and just needs to continue that thing but that's going to be one of the big talking points and one of the the battles really is who do you keep do you keep six defensive ends three defensive tackles and have like Basham and and Obada going in on these NASCAR packages as they um as they call it and actually have four pure rushers going on the um on the inside do do you see veterans like Addison and Butler go out the door even though they're restructured yeah no I mean and I think I'm I'm just gonna agree to that immediately yeah Um, (laughs) with with the youth that we have on the roster I mean we three young guys in Mm -hmm. two rookies and Epinesa and then you have Hughes which is a leader on the team you know, Bada, which offers, uh, you know, versatility. How do you keep the other two guys? You just yeah. don't. You don't. You can't. So they're, I mean, they're essentially playing for their next paycheck, you know, yeah. but it's not going to come from us. Before I go on to the next um, camp battle, I just want to ask you one question. You concerned that Jerry Hughes has missed the most of pretty much the first week of training camp? No, I mean, I mean, the guy knows how to keep himself in shape. He, he clearly doesn't need reps, you know. Uh, yep. He might need some time to get in the swing of things when the season starts. Let's say, 
you know, he's definitely more of a rotational guy to begin the season. Yeah. And then there might be a lot of people saying, is Hughes, you know, cooked? You know, you might be seeing that a lot when the season starts. Yeah. I would probably give it till week six to week eight to see if he's at all, where he's at in his rotation and where he's at in his progress. It also depends on how long he's out for. I mean, do we have a timetable on that? Yeah, no, Chris. Um, I don't think we have time to tell yet, but we'll we'll obviously monitor that. But yeah. that's the one question, and that's probably the last little bit on the D line that I want to that we'll go to. I mean, the next battle is wide receiver. I mean, you we know you're locking in, you're locking in Diggs, you're locking in Sanders, you're locking in Beasley, you're locking in Gabe Davis as your um as your four. We've known previously that Bills have only taken six wide receivers going into the um, into the seasons, the last two, maybe three years. Do you think with the likes of McKenzie, Stevenson, Hodgins, and even Jake Kumaro, who's been taking advantage of his, um, of his reps with the first team, do you see a four-way battle for, or five-way battle for, what, four, five? Four-way battle for the wide receiver five and six or do you think that they take that seventh so i mean mckenzie to all means and good i think should be classed as a lock on there he's had a good training camp so far and he offers you that that plays that those trick plays those sweeps and all that maybe stevenson can come in maybe he'll be fighting for the punt return kick return job but it's again it's another good situation camp battle that we've got going i mean kumro stevenson hodgins they all have their own different styles stevenson the small pacey um guy hodgins the guy that's got the combination of speed and size and that 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 running craft that root craft mm-hmm. they actually had and obviously is probably hopefully developing under Diggs and um and beasley in there, but then you've got the wily veteran Kumaro, who this last week Aaron Rodgers came out and praised. So, do you yeah, think I mean, Aaron that... Rodgers has Aaron Rodgers has said great things about yeah. Kumaro in the past? It's still got him cut, though. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, there's a reason why you know he didn't break the roster with us last. You know, when when we got him, he had that one game, and but then you know. But at the same time, there's also a reason why he got picked up off our practice squad quickly. Yeah. I, you, you can't spend too much time focusing on, I guess, because we're so locked up at the top. What else is there to talk about? But the sixth spot for wide receiver, I get that point. Um, I like him more than some of the other guys. But, I mean, you know, we got the rookie come, um Hodgson's coming back. You you want to see what you got there? Would you be willing to risk cutting him? I mean, he was a low round. He was a he wasn't a high round draft pick. So uh, we're talking about a guy who might get twenty targets on the season. So I'm not really it's not occupying much headspace for me. No, Um, that's fair. That's fair. But I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the most important bit. Remember when we got all jazzed about Kenny Stills last year? Like. Yeah, it's not the wide receiver. It's the guy throwing him the ball. 
That's true. That's We're excited true. about Josh Allen throwing anybody the football. Yeah. If a wide receiver can bring a little bit extra to the table. That's kind of what we're talking about here. But, I mean, Kumro runs a great route on that touchdown in Denver, but, I mean, Allen puts an absolute rope on that. Not every quarterback in the NFL can make that throw. Yeah. I mean, we could right. be spending more time talking about how cool it is to see Sanders just jiving with the team right away. I mean, that's yeah. more important because that's a guy that's going to get a lot more targets, you know? Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. I mean – I mean that again. It's it's something that's worth it. I mean, even Sanders come out and say that he's never seen a quarterback throw a throw a pass like Allen did in in yeah. training camp. Where he went over what both Hyde and Poyer landed perfectly in Beasley's stride. And he went untouched for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So you're right. It is who throws it on there. So it's whoever really out of those out of the rest of the the wide receivers that can build that rapport with Allen and get that time right, which I think will have that advantage going into going into cut season and yeah. the, um, the roster build-up. And the last training camp battle is, is interesting because obviously we haven't brought anyone else in on there. It's cornerback. Um, of course. I mean, you've got... you. We had chance to bring in Richard Sherman before his whole domestic stuff and yeah. that's we're leaving that we're leaving that there we're not discussing that we had a chance with um Stephen Nelson Nelson who actually went to to the Eagles mm-hmm. on there Dane Jackson in like mini camps and all that Sean he struggled a tiny bit here against um against McKenzie against Beasley and all that but is it is it Wallace's still to lose? I mean, Saran Neal's been making plays quite a lot. Could he be a dark horse for that outside? Are you comfortable with what we have outside of Trey White? Or do you think that there could be someone that they could look for the cuts when they come out and actually um, pick up pick up someone? Yeah, uh, I think you're right in saying that it's Levi's job to lose. Uh, you know, there's there's been a lot of talk about him. You know, stepping up, obviously facing the challenge head on. Um, and I think that because we haven't brought anybody in, it shows management's trust in him. Mm. And and I think that's kind of where where we leave it. Uh, you know, mm. to. Exa- I mean, that, that's pretty much. I mean, all there is to say about that. Uh, We'll continue to question him because, you know, there's Trey White on the other side, and we want that on both sides. Not going to happen, obviously. So, you know, uh, it's going to be a nice rotation where guys step up. You know, uh, Levi has a bad game. Somebody else steps up. Levi has a good game. You know, it's it's, it's fine because there's not a single roster in the NFL that's, you know (laughs) – an all-star team, you know, there's no such yeah. thing. So, yeah. I mean, CB2 just, just... is a weakness. I think it's a, it's a, it, for, for, for what we have at that position, I think if that's called a weakness, I think that's a really strong weakness. If, if you can call it that, because those are still good players that would start on, I think any other team. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at, again, just looking at the free agents that are here, that are available. I mean, DJ Hayden, uh, Buster Scrying, um, Garon Connolly, Released from Houston, a former first rounder. 
um, Dre Kirkpatrick, Jonathan Joseph, Tremont Williams, Jason Verrett. Um, if you wanted to go back there, EJ Gaines. But there are there are veterans on there that had that start experience that I think come in. But it's inter- It'll be interesting. The the praise. There's been a lot of praise for Dane Jackson, and maybe mm-hmm. maybe there are a couple of them. I say we haven't seen all the videos of it. We're just going off what reporters are saying. So maybe there are times where he's actually had some good ones that just hasn't been reported. And we're just trying to focus on the on the negatives on there. But I can see him being pushing Levi. And don't be surprised if we do bring in a veteran or even next offseason draft, we go or next offseason free agency and that we go for a top tier or top one to a tier one tier two cornerback or oh yeah it's, it's definitely like i mean as it was this off season it's it's if you can get a better player there like there i mean where else is there to get a better player at you know i mean mm. i i think we've addressed the defensive line which was a question last year and then maybe this year it's it's addressed cb2 cornerback depth you know gets yeah. seats for the future uh, you know, that's, that's where it's at now, but, uh, in, ter- in terms of the football that's happening now, uh, I am fine with what we have and, and I'm just mm. really looking forward to, uh, getting past all of the, maybe this, maybe that, maybe this, maybe that it's like, let's, let, let's go out and get some W's. Like that's where my head is at. Exactly. So we'll continue to, during the off season, continue to look at training camp, bring you bringing news and all that i mean coming up we're gonna there's a couple of things i want to try out and this is for future shows um and is sort out okay um a 53-man roster prediction all that but with a with a twist a unique twist twist with a twist yes Uh um we're gonna hopefully team up with our um our sister show bills from afar um Tim and Tim and Charlie, obviously check their guys, check them out with their podcast. They do some, they've got some pretty good interviews lined up and a lot of good content coming up. So hopefully team up with them towards the season, going to um to predict the season, have a season um preview. So our records and have them part of there to see who who's the best at predicting the win-loss ratio. And a new feature, how well. Do you know the Buffalo Bills? Trivia time. Trivia time. We're going to introduce a new new segment on the shows, probably starting in a couple of weeks' time once we get it all sorted. But we invite you guys to come on the show, answer about five, ten questions on the Buffalo Bills. You get a time limit, all to be worked out. And we do this throughout the season. And at the end of the season... The guy with his name at the top will win a prize. So if you're interested in that, when we get up and running, just drop us a message, drop us a tweet. We will actually um, look to get you on the um, get you on a show to actually um, test your knowledge and see if you can top that leaderboard. I like it. So, have you got anything else to say before before we wrap um, we wrap this up? No, man, I'm all good. Lock it down. Awesome. So, as usual, follow us on Twitter at UK underscore Bills, at RWBB underscore podcast. Follow us on all uh, your podcast 
uh, podcast platforms mm-hmm. hit that subscribe leave that review and rating check out our sister show bills from afar podcast they're actually gonna say they do good work like us on instagram at uk underscore bills our youtube channel which hopefully we'll get more content up there soon which is buffalo bills uk our facebook group buffalo bills uk and for alex this is matt saying thanks for joining us have a good day morning evening night and go bills go bills yeah, not, not us. us. You don't know anything about heart. You don't know anything about work. Huh? That's who we are. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills.